your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Friday, July 16th edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is a daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from pantherparkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. You can follow the national show, Locked on NHL, and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. And today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the Spotify Greenroom app and find one of our Locked On rooms. Spotify Greenroom is still changing the way we talk sports. So was it a slow news day today or yesterday? Uh, I don't know. I can't uh, figure that out. I can't quite put my finger on it. Uh, yes. Ah, okay, yes. The Florida Panthers have made it official. They have bought out the contract of defenseman Keith Yandel after five seasons into his Seven-year contract after he signed it originally in the 2016 offseason after being acquired via a trade from the New York Rangers, signed a seven-year deal and put a full no-movement clause. And Steve Goldstein jumped on NHL Network and really put it in better perspective is when Tom Rowe and Dale Talon brought him into the mix, you brought him in as, and thought about the seven-year deal and it's like, we're going to assign this guy who's going to help us on the power play, help us on the top pairing to this seven-year deal, put the no-movement clause, and then we'll deal with years five and six when we get there. And he said, now that we're here. And the play has declined for the last few years, and Keith Yandel's total production when it's come to his time with the Florida Panthers I mean he was valuable at certain points with the team but as time has gone on it was just tiresome the turnovers were starting to get just inexcusable and unjustifiable so it it was time to move on from it and I want to I said this on my Twitter page at LO underscore FLA Panthers, and I want to say this publicly on the podcast as well in case you guys, the listener, are not on Twitter. And I want to publicly thank Keith Yandel for his time with the Florida Panthers. Let's not forget that he is a human being and that there is a human side of this. And whenever somebody's bought out, traded, not only that that means that they have to move, that they have to have get their whole family to move. And as somebody who hasn't moved in the last 
five years, I can say that it is a beauty to not have to go through that because it is a stressful time for for anyone to pack their bags and go somewhere and to get the moving truck and get the get the all the details and the logistics of putting everything together and going somewhere else it it, it can be a, bit, a little bit of a pain going through that and I want to thank Keith Yandel for his time and the great thing about this is his streak is likely not in jeopardy and the Florida Panthers get to move on from Keith Yandel as well and with the buyout, the way the buyouts work in the National Hockey League is that whatever years are remaining in your contract, the payments are spread out for double the amount of time. So as far as in the next four years, as the savings go with the buyout for the Florida Panthers, they themselves will be saving a total of $2.48 million in the next four years for Keith Yandel's contract. As far as the savings for next year, that's where they'll have the most savings. So the, the immediate impact of the savings for Keith Yandel's contract is already paying off with the extensions of Forsling and Duclair. And we'll get that to that in the second segment of the show today. And here are the details of the cap hits for the next four seasons. So 2020 excuse me, 2021, 2022, the cap hit for Keith Yandel is $2.34 million. 2022-2023, this one's the toughest one. $5.39 million. 2023-2024 1.24 and 1.24 in 2024-2025. So the total cap hit for that total of four seasons is 10.21 total. So with Keith Yandel's contract being spread out, the Florida Panthers were able to create some roster flexibility for next year because Going into this free agency period already, the Florida Panthers were going into it with $13 million. With that savings with Keith Yandel's buyout, they already accelerated it to 17 And with the extensions of Forsling and Duclair, now at this point in time, the Florida Panthers have $11.4 million heading into free agency on July 28th and that's even before qualifying an offer for Sam Bennett who the Florida Panthers have acquired in the most recent trade deadline from the Calgary Flames and if you give up two seconds as something that Nick Fairbanks emphasized quite a few times in the Roundtable discussion. If you guys want to go listen to that, the Panther Parkway Roundtable, where we discuss what we would do with the expansion draft, and that (laughs) 
two seconds for Sam Bennett. So $11 million before even qualifying an offer for Sam Bennett. And Bill Zito just continues to just make wonders with, with the cap. And he found a way to get rid of Mike Matheson's contract. Instead of retaining salary, they added in Colton Sevior on that trade, who's a UFA this offseason in exchange for Patrick Hornquist. Found a way to get rid of the salary of Brett Connolly in this one. And a lot of people are calling for the contract of Anton Strawman to be getting got rid of to get rid of the contract of Strawman, but with one year left on Strawman's deal, I kind of have a hard time believing that any type of trade or buyout will be going on in the next two seasons for the contract of Strawman. So I personally believe that that's a contract that Bill Zito is going to allow to expire because there's still so much room for this Florida Panthers team to still make moves in order to still fill out a competitive roster for at least the 2021-22 season. In the next segment, we're going to go over now the expansion draft expectations to this point with all the moves that Bill Zito made yesterday. You've been listening to Locked On Panthers. So now things are starting to fall in place. Things are starting to make more sense as we approach the deadline to submit the expansion draft list, protection list, that every team needs to submit by July 17th. And the expansion draft list will be released on the Sunday, July 18th. So everything is starting to click. But before we get to the expansion draft protectionless expectations for the Cats, I want to go over the extensions that Gus Forsling and Anthony Duclair got from the Florida Panthers. And just hours after the news of Keith Yandel's buyout became official, the Florida Panthers announced first that they have extended the contract of Gustav Forsling, a.k.a. Bobby Orsling, to a three-year contract with an annual average value of $2.66 million. And Gus Forsling is one of those other diamond-in-the-rough findings, along with the likes of Mackenzie Weger. Mackenzie Weger being a seventh-round pick, and Gus Forsling originally being a fifth-round pick from the Vancouver Canucks, had a little bit of a stint with the Chicago Blackhawks after being traded from Vancouver to Chicago, spent five seasons with the Chicago Blackhawks organization, going from the NHL to the minors after signing his ELC originally. And then after a little bit of time with Chicago, he was traded away to Carolina, but he never played a single game with the Carolina Hurricanes on the NHL level. He did spend one season in their AHL affiliate, the Charlotte Checkers, the year after the Charlotte Checkers won the Calder Cup. So Gus Forsling didn't play on that championship roster. And then 
even though he never played a single game on the NHL roster, he was placed on waivers, and the Florida Panthers just pounced. They tried to see what they had in him, and Gus Forsling fit in really well right off the bat after the injury to Aaron Ekblad. The pairings of Forsling and Uyghur were just fitting. You have a fifth-round pick and a seventh-round pick as your top defensive pairing, and they held the fort while, while they could. Of course, the team is way better with Aaron Ekblad in the mix, but now with Aaron Ekblad back in the mix, if you shift either one of Uyghur or Forsling to that second-line defensive pairings, then you're creating more of a solid foundation for this team. So it's exciting for Forsling to be extended for that long. And, of course, if another injury happens, you could... Coach Q, the coaching staff, and the front office know that Gus Forsling is more than capable of going back into that top defensive pairing. And that is what convinced them to bring him back and sign him to this three-year contract with an annual average value of $2.66 million. As far as Anthony Duclair, I was always indifferent about bringing back Anthony Duclair, but I'm really damn happy for him, honestly, because this is a guy who's bounced around after being originally drafted by the New York Rangers and traded to Arizona after, spent three seasons under their organization, spent one in Chicago, then signed with Columbus, only spent one season there. (laughs) Let's not forget, John Tortorella said that he couldn't play hockey. So, yeah, (laughs) not not the biggest fan of John Tortorella and how how he is relationally with players. Spent two seasons with Ottawa and had one of the best seasons in his career before signing with the Florida Panthers, which convinced the front office to see what he's got with a one-year contract of $1.7 million. And for the first time in Anthony Duclair's career, he has some stability, not only financially, but on a team that he gets to stay for a little while. and. That's also the Coach Q effect with Duclair, where Coach Q finds somebody that maybe has been doubted and maybe has there is some untapped potential with that player, and he's found out a way to make the most out of that player. Let's not forget that stretch of 16 games that Anthony Duclair had where he had a point in 13 games of 16. He was part of that 9-1-1 line with Sam Bennett and Jonathan Huberto for a little bit before going back into the top pairing with Barkoff and Verhage. Even though Verhage didn't really play a lot in the last few weeks of the season, he was also placed on the fourth line. So he he can play anywhere on the lineup. And that is also what Coach Q in the front office like, a, a guy who is very flexible and can go anywhere when asked to be. As far as the expansion draft protection list, now things are starting to get more clear. As far as what I 
think will happen and what I want to happen. If you want to go to what I want as a protection list before, and this was the protection list that I had before all the moves of Yandel being bought out and Forsling and Duclair being extended. Like I said, pause this podcast episode and go back to both parts of the Panther Parkway roundtable discussions. Crazy enough, you're getting three episodes uploaded on Locked on Panthers in a 24-hour stretch, so you, the fan, really benefit from this. So go back to that before listening to this part. And I'm going to read now what my expectations are of locks as far as who for sure is going to be on the list that you, the Florida Panther fan, should expect come when the expansion list protections become, a, become public on Sunday, July 18th. Sergey Borovsky, that is an expected one for the goalie. Ekblad, Uyghur, and now Forsling. The defensive pairings now seem that this is going to be the list for defense. Forwards, I expect now, at this point, Barkov, Jonathan Huberdeau, Sam Bennett, Carter Verhage, and now Anthony Duclair, which leaves two spots open that nobody knows who could be taking those spots. So of the 10 spots, excuse me, 11 spots filled because it's either 7, 3, 1, or if you want to go eight skaters, one goalie. With if you assuming that the Florida Panthers go seven three one in the protection list, we have now nine spots that we can predict or expect to be on the list for sure at this point. Which now leaves, like I said earlier, two spots in the protection list, and those could. And those could be any players of Nolotari. It could be Frank Fatrano. It can be Mason Marchment. Or it can be Patrick Lundquist in that one. So with two spots of unknowns for the Cats, we have nine spots for sure that we can definitely feel secure about so out of those four names that i named half of them 50 percent of them will can go into the expansion draft with a little bit of peace of mind while the other half of those forwards that i just named can go into the expansion draft with a little bit of not anxiety i depending on what your perspective is and what your willingness to go to a new city is i don't expect ryan lomberg to be protected at all i don't expect yuho lamico to be there at all as well and just a reminder that any player who's on their elcs for the expansion draft are automatically exempt so you don't have to worry about an owen tippet an e2 listerine 
and Alexei Heponiemi, a Grigor Denisenko, Lundell, and so on when it comes to the forward lines for the Florida Panthers and also goalies like Spencer Knight as well and players like Max Gildon, John Ludwig, Matt Kirstead. So those are players that you, the Florida Panther fan, don't need to worry about because of the fact that players on their ELCs are exempt from the expansion draft. In the next segment, we're going to go back to Keith Yandel's bio and ask this one question. Will there be any cap repercussions in year two of Keith Yandel's buyout? Find out the answer here on Locked On Panthers. Did you know that Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Bilt Bar flavors, well, you are missing out. There's coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. You want to know what my flavor, favorite flavor is of these selections? It's the cookies and cream. What? Cookies and cream, anything, ice cream, goat bars, any anything cookies and cream related. Why not? It's a very obvious choice. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box and you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Check out the macros. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Four to five grams of sugar and only four to five net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. There's also the grasshopper cookie flavor, which is like the classic thin mint cookie. All the flavor without all the sugar with 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only five grams of sugar. Order today and you'll get the grasshopper cookie or the raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Isn't that great? So go to built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off of your next order. That's promo code LOCK15 over at built.com. So in result of Keith Yandel's buyout, of course, there's going to be reactions, good and bad on Twitter. Well, that's the nature of social media. You're going to have overreactions, good or bad. And a lot of the backfire for some fans are whether the Florida Panthers will be cap-strapped or not. Based on Keith Yandel's contract with $5.39 million of dead cap going into the 22-23 season, and also in the 22-23 season will be the final year that the Florida Panthers will be paying Scott Darling of $1.18 million. So Scott Darling's Money will come off the books the year after. With Keith Yandel after the 22-23 season in 23-24 and 24-25, it's $1.2 million. So the Florida Panthers are going to 
endure maybe a little bit of pain in the 22-23 season. But assuming, let's assume, that the flat cap remains in the 22-23 season, the total money committed on the current roster right now that we have, according to Cap Friendly, is just over $46 million. That's including the forwards and the defenses on the roster, and that's including the dead cap money of Keith Yandel and Scott Darling in the 22-23 season. So $46 million out of 81.5. A lot of contracts in the offseason prior to that will be expiring like Alexander Barkov, which who they're looking to extend. Frank Petrano, Nolachari, Verhage, Heponiemi, Itu Lusterainen, and Owen Tippett will be RFAs. Mason Marchment will be a UFA. Ryan Lomberg will be a UFA. Anton Strong will be a UFA. Marcus Nunavara will be a UFA. Matt Kirstead will be an RFA. And as far as the non-rosters on their, who, who are on their ELCs, Henry Bowlby will be an RFA. Kevin Connaughton will be a UFA. So as far as the money committed and as far as the possible repercussions that the Florida Panthers could face, the Florida Panthers can make this work because the Florida Panthers are really damn lucky that they can still wait another year to extend Jonathan Huberto. And that is extremely beneficial because let's say Alexander Barkov and Jonathan Huberto both want about $10 million on their next contract. Just adding the 5.9 to 10 and adding it to the 46 that is already committed to the 22-23 season, you have 56 with Barkov alone. Spencer Knight will still be on his ELC. Sure, the contract of Sergei Bobrovsky still kind of cripples the roster, but with all these expiring contracts going into the 22-23 season, Bill Zito can still find a way to put pieces together for the team going forward. And Spencer Knight's contract won't be up yet in in that situation. And for the d- defense, if the Florida Panthers are unable to afford free agent defensemen, there's still opportunities for players in the farm to come up into the system and come into the lineup to make an impact on the on this on this roster on the cheap too. And players who are still under contract in the 22-23 season, Max Gildon is one of them, a third round pick, number 66 overall. John Ludwig is also a name that you could think of putting there, a third round pick from 2019, 69th overall. Vladislav Kolyachanik as well, a 20-year-old who was a second round pick in the 2019 draft, 52nd overall. So for one season, the Florida Panthers, with that money that is strapped with Yandel not being on the roster, it's going to hurt a little bit. And it could, there's, has to be some gymnastics that Bill Zito will have to play. But with the amount of expiring contracts going into 
that season, Bill Zito can still get to work. Of course, you might want to keep some players after once they become UFAs and RFAs. Of course, if the play of Carter Verhage continues from what it was last season, Bill Zito is going to qualify an offer. And right now, Carter Verhage is making one million dollars, and the he could give him more of a bridge deal going going forward, and he is arbitration eligible for the 22-23 offseason. So not expecting to break the bank and pay like 6 to $8 million for Carter Verhage, but something is doable and somewhere into the $2.5 to $4 million range. And I think that is one thing that the Florida Panthers considered before doing this buyout. They saw how many of these contracts would be cleared. And unfortunately, some of the players might want to demand more money than the Florida Panthers are willing to give to to them. Maybe Frank Vitrano wants more than his $2.533 million that he's making. And the Florida Panthers say, no, we want to go into a different direction, into a cheaper deal with somebody. As much as I love Frank Vitrano. Same thing with Nolachari, as much as I love him. If he if he wants to command a bigger contract that the Florida Panthers are just not willing to give, the Florida Panthers can go into a different, cheaper option for that. So the Florida Panthers having over, at least in this moment of time, it can change based on extensions. At this moment in time, they have just over 30 plus million dollars in cap space heading into the 22-23 season based on all the money committed for 22-23. So it's not impossible to form a lineup and to still make this team competitive. And if the Florida Panthers have a successful season in 21-22, that is going to convince free agents to want to come to South Florida, even on a one-year deal, because they want to play for a contender. So next season is also very important for cap reasons to make sure that the Florida Panthers are in contention for the Stanley Cup so that they can attract players, even if it's on a one-year deal, to fit it in to the cap and even with Keith Yandel let's let's go back to what I said in the first segment even with Keith Yandel in the lineup with his 6.335 million dollars that was committed to him prior to the buyout the Florida Panthers still had 13 million dollars in cap space heading into this coming offseason so there's still some flexibility for the Panthers to make some moves this, for the Florida Panthers, accelerates things more. Sure, again, it's going to be a little painful, and you're going to play a little bit of gymnastics for one year. But it is doable, and it is not impossible based on what's expiring. So, the Florida Panthers couldn't be in a better situation after Keith Yandel's buyout. And this is also years down the line. 
after the 22-23 season, Spencer Knight's ELC will be expired. And with Keith Yandel's buyout, at least the majority of the payout in the buyout, will be paid out. So if the Florida Panthers are also that sure that Spencer Knight is going to be their guy going forward, they could possibly go the buyout route of Sergei Bobrovsky starting in that season once Keith Yandel's majority of his payout goes there so that they're really not capstrapped going forward. And let's not forget, this isn't going to be a flat cap forever. With the new TV deal of ESPN and TNT, based on the revenue that comes in, and let's not forget this. The newly formed Seattle Kraken will be in the mix. So, the flat cap could just be for next season, too. And it could go right back up, depending on what comes in. So, it's not a doomsday scenario for the Florida Panthers to have Keith Yandel's contract still on the book for the 22-23 season. So take a deep breath, Florida Panther fans. Exhale a little bit because the play on the ice is going to be better with Keith Yandel no longer being on the team. The expiring contracts going into the 22 offseason, Bill Zito has found a way to fit it in, and he's going to continue that. He hasn't shown us any reason to doubt what he has been able to do to fit players into the cap and form a competitive team in result of that. So take a deep breath and exhale, Panther fans. On Monday, we're going to go over the expansion protection list, which will become official on Sunday, July 28th. So make sure you're subscribed to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast comes into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. They'll be covering the whole NHL offseason expansion draft, NHL entry draft, and free agency. And when you're done listening to this episode of Locked On Panthers, make sure to tell your smart device to play today's episode of Locked On Today. Tom Brady gave sports fans another reason to love or hate him. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Roman Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.